Please join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. Stories of faith that connect us. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut or Colorado, the United States or Europe or anywhere in the world. We are starting out this morning right here with a story about when Jesus was a kid. And this story comes from the Gospel of Luke. And if you were able to be at Spark last week, you might remember, we talked a little bit about how Gospels are the stories about Jesus. There's four books that are Gospels in the Bible. There's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. This story is only in Luke. And it's a really neat story about when Jesus went to Jerusalem as a child. So I'm reading it this morning from this Children of God storybook Bible. One day, when Jesus was 12, he traveled with his family to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of the Passover. He was so excited that he kept asking his parents, Are we there yet? I can't wait to see the temple again. When the celebration was over, the families from Jesus' village began their journey home. The children were all running and playing together along the way. Mary and Joseph thought Jesus was with his friends But when they looked for him, he was nowhere to be found. Mary and Joseph were terribly worried. We must have left them behind in Jerusalem, said Mary. And so for three days they searched for Jesus in the crowded streets and the markets of the city. At last they went to the temple, and there was Jesus, sitting with the teachers, amazing them with his questions and his wisdom and how much he wanted to understand God's love. Mary was upset. We have been searching for you everywhere. Why were you searching for me, Jesus replied gently. Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? Jesus had realized that God was his true father, and Mary's eyes grew wide, and she never forgot that moment. Jesus grew into a man both strong and wise. The reason that I thought of this story for today, and you can see Jesus here with the men in the temple, is that we are beginning a sermon series where we were talking about questions. And we're talking about how we can understand God through the questions that we ask. And I thought of this story because it doesn't say so much about what answers Jesus got, but it says he asked a lot of questions, which is what you all do. And that's the gift of having you all with us. So this morning, what I'd like to do as we we end our children's time is give a blessing for you for the questions that you ask and that you continue to ask those questions, even when they're hard, and even when you're a (laughs) grown-up, 
and maybe even when you wish you just had the answers already. So can I come around and give each of you a blessing this morning? We'll do it like we do in children's worship. You are a child of God. May you never stop asking questions. May you never stop asking questions. And you are a child of God. May you never stop asking questions. So the thing that I would like to ask for you all to do some point today is to remind an adult to ask questions. Can I give you that as an assignment? Okay. (laughs) So as Amelia said, we are beginning a sermon series on questions. And for several weeks, we left out a clipboard that encouraged questions and questionings. And we got three, and they were big enough to cover the rest of the year. But we're going we're gonna to start with one that seems to make sense in this season of resurrection. And it came from the group that was called Journey. It was a group of women that got together in the afternoon and uh, just shared what it was like to walk a journey of faith. And they read different things and they had meaningful conversations. And most importantly, they built relationships. And so their question was, and it was stated as this, exactly like this, life beyond death, what forms? I'm like, oh, man. So Amelia and I did paper, rock, scissors, and I lost. So I'm here with you today. When I had a conversation with Miriam Hammond, who's part of the, who was part of that group, and Julie Nosick, fortunately, is also part of that group, you know, what came up was questions that I'm sure many of you have asked. Uh, will I see my loved ones after I die? Is there anything beyond this life? And we recognize and we hold that there's a wide variety of beliefs and understandings of life after death. And it is a good question following our Easter alleluias and our proclamation that Christ is risen. What does the resurrection say about life beyond death? I went down many rabbit holes this week, and I'm going to give you just one example. I opened up my Anchor Bible Dictionary, which each volume is like this, and there's six of them. And I looked under heaven. And it said, you know, in scripture, heaven is described as a physical part of the universe and the dwelling place of God. I'm sure many of you have heard when you die, you go to heaven kinds of stories. Heaven is also considered anything above the earth. It's where rain, snow, hail and thunder come from, which explains all the prayers about weather. It's also a place of signs. It's where God placed the rainbow as a sign to Noah of an enduring covenant and relationship. Again, it's where God dwells. We hear in the words of Jesus teaching us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. But the birth of Jesus really brought the binary of heaven and earth into one. It sort of collapses that binary, that heaven's up there, earth is down here, And they're very separate. Jesus coming down to earth collapses that in a really good and positive way, I think. 
John the Baptist and then Jesus himself both proclaimed the kingdom of heaven has come near. Or as the decorative tile on my desk says, live like there's heaven on earth. Or some poet says heaven is not up but in. And then I opened another book and another book and another book. It's as if I almost believed I could answer the question somehow if I just kept reading. And then I remembered that anything I've come to notice or understand, and I use that word understand very gently, so anything I've noticed or understood or even believed did not come from reading, at least not initially. My greatest teachers have been my life experiences, my moments of silence and silent retreats and silent meditation and prayer, sifting through and sorting through all the levels of noise and arriving at that place and in those rare moments where it truly is quiet. And then from experiences and silence, then going to scripture or writings of mystics and contemplatives or folks who write from the spirit, a real place of integration. It's hard to explain it, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There's a resonance and a clarity in the writing that seems to convey something like, that's it. That's what I experienced. Or reading something saying, that sounds true. Not necessarily because I need it to be or want it to be, but it's like, oh, there's something really true there. It's like a perfect note. Their words are a gift. How do you learn? What or who are your teachers? Maybe another way to ask that after our children's message is to say, where were you allowed to go with your questions? And where did you go? And how were they received? I hope they weren't always answered. So we're living in a post-resurrection time. But let's back up a moment to the gift of the Gospel of John. In the 14th chapter of John, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his death. And he provides them with an image of where he's going. And he also speaks about the ongoing relationship that will just be true after that time. He's speaking to them, teacher to student, friend to friend, spirit to spirit. So let's be attentive to this reading now as Julie brings it to us. And listen for what the Spirit is saying to you this morning. Friends, enjoy your day. And may you keep safe in the gentle, loving arms of God. Amen.